0: You know what I don't have?
1: What don't you have? Any I'm of scared my, of the answer. Any of my notes. <laughs> oh, okay. You do need those to I be like able to
0: do this, this podcast. this new feature on Firefox where if you go to open up a new tab with a web page that you have open somewhere else on your computer you're not aware about, it just pulls that window to the front.
1: Yes. Very Firefox nice. is the superior browser. Controversial, but true.
0: Yeah. What animal does Chrome have? None.
1: Exactly. Foxes are ace, so.
0: Oprah? She ain't got a TV show anymore.
1: Can you please intro us?
0: (laughs) Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, Fuck me dead. I'm Crazy Jalapeno.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Amanda. (laughs) Oh, you're gonna... Actually, I was just thinking, I'd already cracked my Coke can before we started. So it's okay, you can do it with a beer instead.
0: That's right. I drink Hop Nation The Heart. It's a good beer. I haven't had it in a while, though. I've been experimenting.
1: Gonna recommend it?
0: I do, I really recommend it. If you're looking for, like, a pretty well-priced, decent beer, Dan Murphy's usually sells them for, like, $16 a packet. They only get four, but if you remember, sometimes they're on sale for like, 12 What are you doing, Pixie?
1: She's found a spot on the floor that she is really fucking into. Okay. Anyway, how are you this week? Yeah. (laughs) That's an upgrade from an eh.
0: I was meant to graduate this week. Oh, well.
1: That's okay. You'll just do it at another time.
0: And then I still feel kind of sad about the guy who we had to go help him give up his cat.
1: Yeah, I guess for those of you who don't know, I, well, we, we volunteer at a cat shelter every week.
0: Let's be clear. She volunteers at the cat shelter. I just... Go all the time anyway <laughs> Yeah. so i accidentally volunteered at a cat shelter
1: look i think they consider you a volunteer at this point anyway <laughs> everyone knows you so it's fine i just um, didn't have to do the paperwork yeah Yeah. Um, but yeah this poor guy on on saturday night had to uh surrender his cat and uh, he was very upset it was very upsetting the whole thing was just very upsetting yeah um I think his visa had run out, and, and I couldn't take the cat with him. So it's very upsetting. The cat was clearly very spoiled. Oh man! Um, what a great cat! Yeah, gorgeous cat. Everyone, everyone in like the Facebook group, like for the volunteers, has been carrying on about how um, she'll tell you her life story. Because she, she really will. <laughs> She's very, very cute. I um, I feel sad for her. Probably wondering where her dad is.
0: <sighs> yeah. <sighs>
1: It's okay. She'll find a good home eventually.
0: Yeah. Hopefully he gets another cat.
1: When he goes home. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, well that was a downer. It is a bit of a downer. Uh, I probably most of my stories are pretty upbeat, except for the first one. I do have a story about a cat though.
1: Okay. Is it a happy story about a cat? It is. Okay, good. Don't think I can handle another sad story about a cat right now
0: yeah no no, no. um better cat first story is a bit of a oh okay so that's why it's the first one it's one i've been sitting on for a while it's got bugs in it ugh.
1: no one likes bugs
0: uh and then my last one just a real little quick one this week and it's kind of cheating
1: <laughs> you did mention this on to me and i'm like yeah. we're really stretching it's uh, <laughs> funny
0: and it's about languages and i love languages
1: Okay. I I told you you could still do it, so. I was going to do it anyway, so. Oh, oh, really? Look,
0: Canada is basically American New Zealand.
1: (laughs) True. Well, my first story, unfortunately COVID-related or COVID-adjacent.
0: So is my first story, actually. Have you heard
1: about COVID? Yeah, that's a thing that still exists that people don't want to admit to it still being a thing, but whatever. I'm (laughs) kind of
0: over doing COVID stories. I'm like, there's literally nothing else happening.
1: Yeah, it, it's hard. Um, I've So my, my first story is kind of about that. My second story is a big yikes. It's not a good one. But my last one, I went back in the archives of stuff that I had saved ages ago just to have something that's, you know, a bit funny.
0: <laughs> mm. I've got a strobe incident on for months now. I just, it's about a bit of a massacre actually. So that's why I haven't done it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, we do one those day. here as well. It's not happy fun time hour. It's fuck me dead. It's different. <laughs>
0: That'll be our uh, alternative podcast if we uh, get successful enough to be able to run two. We'll have Fuck Me Dead and then...
1: Happy fun time out. <laughs> happy fun time out. Does that mean we just start? I, think I mean, there's start. nothing else going on this week, really.
0: It'll save me time tomorrow editing.
1: <laughs> Stop saying that. It, ma- it makes it sound like the podcast is a chore.
0: The editing's a bit of a chore. It's the worst so, part.
1: It, it is It is the most time-consuming part, but...
0: And the sooner I get my share of it done tomorrow, because you got a three-day weekend, remember? I do. I gotta you get up early. Up I gotta do my Monday portion of editing. Maybe I'll be a bit lax on it, so I can stop earlier
1: and suffer on Tuesday.
0: That's it. Suffer <laughs> on Tuesday. Look, I work better with a deadline. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: You know how many exams I did the night before? All of them.
1: I think you mean assignments. Because
0: yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Okay. Those awful things. I hate wants- homework. I just fucking hate homework. It is the worst. I don't mind learning. I don't mind taking exams. I quite enjoy learning, actually. But tell me to take shit home and do homework? Fuck off. I'm at home. <laughs> it's not. If I were to be learning, I'd be at the fucking classroom.
1: O- okay. All right. I think you need to calm the fuck down.
0: Anyway, vote for me as emperor of the world. I'll train some shit. It'll be cool. <laughs> and if you disobey me, you're going to the cheese mines on the moon.
1: Because that's a thing that actually exists.
0: Oh, there will There will be. <laughs>
1: Okay, who wants to go first? Yeah, fuck it, I'll get it out of the way with.
0: Ants crawling from (laughs) wounds. Horrifying scenes at coronavirus hit aged care home in Melbourne.
1: Ants. Ants. Okay, I don't feel good about that at all. Our story
0: begins This is by Melissa Davey for The Guardian. Milka, I believe it's Milka. Okay. Milka? Mil-Malka? I don't really know, I'm sorry. I'm not down with Ukrainian names.
1: That's okay, I'm sure they'll forgive you.
0: (laughs) I hope so. She was a 95 year old lady. She passed away at the Kel- Kalina Care Age. Uh, it's not correct, actually. She passed away in hospital, but she had been living at the Kalina Care aged care facility in Melbourne's West. Uh, she passed away around August 14th, so early first half of this month, mm-hmm. which is technically last month by the time you hear this. True, but it's still August 30th in this podcast. <laughs> yeah you can deliver that uh, so the facility is one of those that has been affected by COVID as you can probably imagine going off the uh, headline there however her family advised she actually died of conditions unrelated to COVID so she was there oh, really? she was in palliative care already and then it got hit I'd argue she is a bit of a victim of COVID-19 though even if it didn't even if kill she didn't her actually have it directly yeah uh, it turns out actually anyone from those aged care facilities is being treated as COVID positive when they get taken to hospital even if they aren't
1: that's how bad it is in aged care homes
0: Apparently this is what they're doing. They just, everyone, they just treat everyone as COVID positive.
1: I'm not sure there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess it's better safe than sorry, right? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but they're not trusting, like this HQ facility, they had done their own COVID tests. They knew who had and who didn't have the disease. Okay. So anyway, we're not going to get into that. Evidence from videos and photographs taken inside the facility in early August show how terrible things had actually become inside the facility because of coronavirus. So Milka, for instance, was she had a bandage wound on her leg, which an infestation of ants had gotten into.
1: How does that even happen?
0: I can show you the picture if you'd like. No. Okay. Well, if you follow the links in the show notes for this story there, you can see a picture of it in the article. It's not the worst image I've ever seen, but probably not for the faint of heart it's kind of screamish. like you can't really see the wound all you see is like crusted pale yellow bandages and like yellowing on the bedding showing it had not been replaced in some time Um, they noted that there had been an issue with ants prior to coronavirus but there wasn't like a problem like the facility was dealing with it right after coronavirus the ants kind of just got able to take over and they were effectively eating her
1: leg i've never heard of like Ants going into, like, a wound.
0: Why not? They eat dead bugs and animals they find out in the wild. This is the same thing, right? I
1: guess, but I'm just saying I've never heard of that before.
0: Exactly, because hospitals stop that shit happening. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, there's been a deficit in the care here. Care here.
1: Oh, you Kiwi.
0: In another room, human feces was found on the floor. Ugh. And it had been there for so long and had become crushed to the floor and proved difficult or to almost impossible for them to remove, even with like detergent and scrubbing brushes.
1: But like, why? Were they just not cleaning?
0: Pretty much. So Milk, his family, don't actually blame the managers or the staff of the facility for what happened.
1: Okay, that's surprising.
0: It is. They note the facility provided her with excellent care until the virus swept through. Not only did COVID infect the residents, but also the staff. So this led to many being sent home on leave to stop the
1: spread. Mm. Pixie! Pixie! What are you doing? I feel bad she wants to play. Hopefully she stops doing that. Continue.
0: So a lot of the staff ended up getting sent home.
1: Right, so short-staffed.
0: Very. They were at one point with 68 residents at the home, but they only had one nurse and one personal care assistant on the site. Two people to look after 68 elderly patients. Some Uh, of them have dementia.
1: There's a part of me, though, that, like wouldn't they employ cleaners separately, like...
0: You can't send them in, it's a COVID site.
1: Uh, I guess.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Quote here. From the moment we had our first case in a staff member at the end of July, we clamped down. We communicated with families, we reported the case to the health department, we did everything. The whole point of asking for help from the federal and state authorities was to avoid a disaster like the ones we've seen elsewhere. But when we first asked for help in July, we were not considered bad enough. Then, when our first few residents tested positive... They didn't have severe enough symptoms yet. So when we asked for them to be taken to the hospital, the response again was, it's not bad enough. So that's chair of the board of Kalina Care. Again, I'm going to probably stuff up this name. Halja Brinzia. Okay. Okay, sorry, I'm really not. Ukrainian, Eastern European names are not ones I've spent a lot of time learning about. That's okay. We can't all get
1: pronunciations 100% (laughs) all the time. But it
0: irritates me when people get my last name wrong. It's not (laughs) difficult. (laughs) Please ignore the sounds of our cat zooming around the house in the background.
1: <laughs> We've got a cat that's got a serious case of the zoomies right now. I guess what I don't understand is what they expected the um, aged home to be able to do. do in that situation. Like, what was their solution? Well, they're I, asking
0: the government for help, like, give us volunteers or something. Like yeah, that's that. what do. I
1: mean. Like, I don't know what the government thought was going to happen.
0: Exactly. They're like, oh, you're not bad enough.
1: You're not bad enough. Yeah, no. Uh, that's, yeah. Not right. There.
0: So they were one of 100 places in Victoria that lost staff in similar scenarios. So it's likely shit like this happened in several locations. This is the only one we know about so far about actually what went on. They also ended up calling out to the Ukrainian community for anyone trained to really to help because they were that desperate for, like staff, basically. Uh, As I mentioned, Kalina Care is actually a Ukrainian facility, but they also cater to elderly people from other European countries. So then part of me thinks there might also, I mean, there's nothing to say that this was the case. And certainly from what I read, Milka spoke perfect English. But I feel... You could be running into an issue where you bring people into care but they don't speak the language, maybe?
1: Yeah, okay, then you can't. Maybe these are residents resident. who
0: moved here when you know they came over they didn't have a chance to learn the language or whatever.
1: But I mean, is it better than the alternative of them having ant infested wounds and feces exactly. on the floor? You don't
0: need to speak the language, you've got to train so much bandages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Like, surely that couldn't have been worse.
0: Yeah, um, but no, it sounds like the Ukrainian community stepped up, so good on them. I didn't know there was a large Ukrainian community in Melbourne, but I don't large I'm, enough to have an I'm, HQ I live here, but for I don't them. know
1: that much about Melbourne, so...
0: Yeah, we only, like, live in our little small part, and we certainly can't leave it at the moment. Exactly, so... It's like I'm back in bloody uh, Ningbo at the moment, because when I was in Ningbo, I pretty much lived within, like, a two-kilometer radius of the hotel I was staying at. Except, you know, I went out every night, because... I could, and it wasn't a horrible <laughs> virus, and I saw a guy with a monkey. Anyway, so eventually the government did step in. They ended up getting in carers and nurses from interstate, because, you know, where else are you going to find people who might not have coronavirus in <laughs> Australia? Yep. Certainly not in Victoria. An anonymous nurse, which, have fun trying to say that three times quick.
1: Anonymous nurse.
0: It's too many ends
1: in there. Anonymous nurse.
0: Who came in as a volunteer to relieve the sight, has actually spoken out about what she saw, because she went in and was like, well, this is fucked. Uh, so she says, it appeared some residents had not been bathed in weeks, because, of course, you've got two people looking after mm. 68 people. Things are going to fall by the wayside. Quote, one of the COVID patients I went and saw had so much crust on his face from not being cleaned. Ugh. This is the reality of some of those in aged care homes, and they are victims of this pandemic, but the public doesn't always see, but need to know about.
1: Yeah.
0: It's true. I don't know what's going on in aged care homes. I don't see uh, people. Me
1: either, because it's just not a part of my life.
0: No. I think there's one nearest, actually. Probably. Uh, Many of the other volunteers actually had no healthcare qualifications. So even when they did get help, it wasn't, like, help that was qualified to do much. Yeah, but,
1: like, what kind of qualifications do you need to clean?
0: I suppose to clean to a hospital-grade
1: quality. Yeah. Better than it not being done at all, I suppose. Um,
0: (laughs) So this, this nurse, she also pretty much got everyone there on the day. Sounds like she took control of it and said, what are your skills? One of the people she had to help her was just a hospitality worker.
1: Hey, um so they, they have to eat and stuff they, so They they
0: just well they're volunteers so I don't think they're a-
1: no, I mean, they could make them food if they were a hospitality worker.
0: True. It doesn't say what kind of hospitality they worker mm, they were. True. Whatever it was got redacted because it was just hospitality worker in brackets in the article.
1: Ooh, okay. So it could
0: have just been like a barista or it could have just been like a back bar person. Anyway. Whatever. She was like, I can't do anything with you. So this person's job was to stand, that separated the residents with COVID from the residents without. Mm-hmm. And there was like a lounge separating them. And she was like, you stand here by this door and make sure nobody goes through it and do nothing else. Okay. Which boring, but- Hey, you're there to volunteer, and I guess it's important. Doing something. And some of the volunteers had to even be trained in how to use PPE. These were the ones the government sent.
1: Wow, so helpful.
0: So it was actually a really long article. I cut it down quite a bit. Okay. So if you want to know more about it, there is a bit more in there. They speak to uh, Milka's son a little bit, and uh, they talk about, you know, what Morrison okay? said. And Milka? No, she's the one who died, remember? Oh. Yeah, she passed away. Oh. She got sent to hospital, but unfortunately, within 24 hours of her arrival, she... Past. As I mentioned, she was there already in palliative care. So it's Still just a shame good. that her last few days were Yeah, I, I th- There are some good... I, I'd really probably recommend you go read the article. I, the stuff her son said was interesting. So
1: I think that um, there's a bit of a thing with palliative care patients anyway, without COVID, mm-hmm. of like, that they... Look, this is just based on my personal experience and not based on anything else. So please, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But that they don't receive as high a care as other patients
0: that's what you feel like the doctors are kind of just like well
1: well what can we do here not much let's yeah. come full of drugs and leave them there
0: that's actually um my mum doesn't want to be an organ donor because she's paranoid about i guess a certain similar thing being where if there's ever an accident and it's like oh she's an organ donor
1: that's not a thing
0: supposedly
1: it's not a thing i promise you <laughs>
0: it might be i reckon it happens <laughs> no yeah think it's i reckon a it thing. does maybe not in this country
1: Maybe not here, but I, I mean, yeah, defi- I definitely not here. I don't think that happens. Plus, it's not even on your driver's license anymore. They have to take like a real effort to find out if you are an organ donor. Yeah, that's why. Oh, that's why they took it off the driver's license.
0: I think because of people being like that.
1: Oh, because people think that. Yeah. yeah, so they took it off okay. the
0: driver's license. So anyway.
1: <laughs> anyway, sorry, it's a separate thing. The whole palliative care thing, the reason that I think that is because my grandfather received less than good care. I think that's in a fair statement. Palliative care. He ended up dying from his wounds and not the cancer he had. So
0: The wounds he got in palliative care.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, he got bed sores in palliative care cuz they weren't moving him enough. So I'm biased in that opinion <laughs> to say that, you know, he was going to die within, you know, a short period of time is probably fair anyway but still. Mm. But yeah, so I'm probably very biased in my opinion on that. And I, don't, I dare say it's probably not everyone's experience. But that's just my personal opinion based on that. See, so yeah, that kind of sucks.
0: So we're still in a bit of a bummer mood here. Um, Sounds like your next story is not going to bring us up.
1: <laughs> Look, I'm going to put a bit of a humorous spin on it. But it's... what's the deal with
0: that coronavirus, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the virus itself, but it it, it's involved look you're, you're gonna see what I mean in a second but I'm gonna talk about one of our national treasures an Australian that we should protect at all costs well it can't be Harold Holt because she is pure she and magical
0: is it a person or an animal it's a
1: person it's a person <laughs>
0: give me mother clue
1: look she's uh probably best known for her TV work she was also in an iconic Australian movie about a pig oh Tracy Grimshaw <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the audio out with that line
0: <laughs> no no no
1: no Tracy Grimshaw is definitely not a national treasure she's the opposite of that <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm struggling here and you're gonna hate me for this I really wanted to make a little bit of a Kath and Kim reference here uh, but I believe you're talking about old Magna Szymanski
1: yes that is exactly who I'm talking about
0: and if uh, Powaylen or Mash listen listening to this podcast remember when we drove through that town and we saw the big potato that's where they filmed babe <laughs> Remember the big potato? What a fucking joke that is.
1: Why why do we have big, like, fruits and vegetables in Australia? Stop doing it.
0: Well, the big potato was a bit of a failure. Okay. The guy who built it locally was going to turn it into, like, he he built it as an attraction to bring people to his small town. Honestly, though, they filmed Babe there. That's your attraction. Yeah. It's a great movie. But the, I think he built the potato before Babe, maybe. Right. I yeah. can't, sorry. It's been a while since I have read up on my big potato lore. <laughs> Um, but it just looks like a, like, if you're driving down the street, it just looks like a big fucking rock they left there. It doesn't even, it barely looks like a potato. It's not like the big merino or the big banana. Okay. Um.
1: <laughs> well, but, I mean, potato you know, kind of does look like a rock. Like, I guess. I but the
0: idea was like, you could go inside and it be like an information center about fucking potatoes and shit.
1: Is like, is it a town known for potatoes?
0: Maybe that's what they grow there. I right, don't okay. know. Did they grow potatoes in Babe? I don't remember that.
1: I don't remember that either.
0: I just remember the cat saying pork, <laughs> and la la la. Great movie, love Babe.
1: Babe is a great movie, but yes, we are talking about Magda. She's a uh, probably best known for uh, being Sharon from Kath and Kim. Yeah, or uh, maybe Fast Forward. But I guess not everyone's as old as me and may not remember that sketch show.
0: She's the wife in Babe, Pig in the City. Yes, that's true. And Babe. Yes. I just like saying Pig in the City.
1: Pig in the City. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Magda was involved in making an ad with the Victorian government back COVID nineteen. I think I did mention this to you.
0: You were talking to me about it, yeah.
1: The ad is titled Staying Safe Is In Our Hands. And in the ad she reprised her role as Sharon from Kath and Kim. And the ad, like, I've seen it. It's pretty funny. It's like Sharon trying to play netball with herself and she's losing. <laughs> <laughs> It's great.
0: Also, I think Australia, the Victorian government does some great ads. Yeah. You know, um, I think Dumb Ways to Die is probably their best known one. <laughs> yeah. Because they have that jingle.
1: A quote from the ad. Sharon says, it's not the lockdown that's the enemy, it's the virus. And the sooner we obey the rules, the sooner we'll, this will all be over and we can go back to the stuff that really matters. So basically, it, it was a series of ads with different, you know, local Australian celebrities. I actually think they might all be from Melbourne. That would make more sense. And it was all about following the restrictions. Yeah. Because
0: Which we've only got like what, another two weeks of it this time. Another two weeks, but
1: people are fucking dumb and keep breaking them, so.
0: But even so it's looking good at the moment.
1: It's numbers are way (laughs) down. I'm not sure I'd go as far as to say it's looking good.
0: We had ninety-four new cases yesterday and hundred and three today, and what, this a month ago we were having seven hundred a day?
1: Yeah, but like a month before that, we're having like a handful of cases. Yeah, I
0: know. I bet you we be fuck it up again. Yeah, I anyway. have a
1: feeling we will because people are fucking stupid. That's not what this story is about. <laughs> well, actually, it kind of is. <laughs> um, because you would think that an ad like that would just be taken in people's stride, yeah? Like, oh, it's an informational whatever from the government. No, people hated it. And not because they hate Magda, although people definitely, or some people definitely, have issues with her that I will never understand because she's my national treasure. I love her. I think she's great. Um, so I might be a bit biased in this. COVID deniers, conspiracy theorists, and of course Pete Evans oh, really just have taken to the internet to uh, talk about their displeasure about Magda's ad.
0: The worst thing about people like Pete Evans is that he's got too much of a platform. Like, uh, and why he'll it never makes go nurse, away? That sense ever?
1: Yeah, it's so stupid. Anyway, this isn't the first time that she's received an onslaught of online hate. She, this has happened to her before. If you don't know, Magda is gay.
0: And she's a woman. And, and she's, she's a, a woman. bit overweight, and she's a prominent figure in Australian media. So, of course, you know, the only thing she could really do on top of it to get more hate would be, like, a black...
1: Unfortunately, yes.
0: Tri- you know, but most she of was, the tri
1: She was very vocal um, during the same-sex marriage plebiscite, which was probably the worst fucking thing that the government's... Well, actually, no, there are plenty of bad things that the government's done, but it was pretty bad. And she was very vocal.
0: You know what happened in New Zealand? They just... They just a, passed they, it. well they had a vote in the court well in sorry in the Senate and it won like seventy-three to thirteen or something. And then everyone stood up and sung Picard Cariana.
1: Wouldn't that have been nice if that's what we did in Australia? No, instead we made the public vote on it.
0: I, I would have laughed if you all sat there and sung fucking Waltzing Matilda after passing the <laughs> gay marriage vote. <laughs> No,
1: no, no. The public instead had to vote for it. And basically it turned everyone against each other. It was, it was ugly. It was, it was just, it was a horrible time in Australia. And Magda was very, very vocal about her support for it because she's a sane human being. And uh, yes, this isn't the first time she's had this kind of attention. But I have to admit, I've been reading her Twitter feed and it's pretty fucking bad um, right now. The thing that I like about her Twitter feed though, is that she is not backing down. She is doubling down. On the message, which... What are you doing? Me?
0: I'm reacting with my face.
1: Okay. (laughs) For context, he was just winking a lot and I didn't know what that meant. (laughs) I was blinking. You can only see one eye. (laughs) Brighton MP James Newbury, who, I mean, this is just my personal opinion, but he sounds like a wanker. He's from Brighton. Yeah. (laughs) He tweeted, Dan, not Magda, how angry are Victorians? They have turned on their much-loved Sharon Strzecki. Which is a character from Catherine Kim. Magda read a script with good intentions. Daniel Andrews wrote the condescending script telling us that we aren't obeying the rules. I'm angry. Angry at Dan. I'm not quite sure what he's angry about, but.
0: How dare Dan take time from his busy daily press conferences that he's done, what, 60 something straight in a row yeah. now? Every day? <laughs> every day. Has Scott Morrison ever worked that many days in his life in a row? Are you Has he ever me? worked that many days in his life?
1: Are you kidding me? Every Has time ever something worked? happens, he goes on holiday.
0: That is true. <laughs>
1: Magda responded saying, I appreciate the gesture, but actually I wrote the script and I stand by every word of it. And if your side was in government and you asked me to do a science based public health message, I would not hesitate to help you. This is not about politics. Not for me. It's about being of service. Still
0: can't believe he thought Dan Andrews sat down and wrote a fucking script. When would he have the time?
1: I mean, if Magda didn't write it, surely they'd have, like, a team that does that sort of thing, no? Yeah, like, the public relations <laughs> like, team. Not- exactly. <laughs> no, 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 Dan Andrews sat down personally and if penned you,
0: an ad. <laughs> if you told me Trump did it, I could believe it.
1: Yeah, I'd believe Scott that. Scott Morrison, I would believe. Yeah. Because he has. Yeah, well, it's going for marketing, no? Not
0: as not PM yet, as far as we know.
1: So I've got a quote from Magda when she was interviewed for, I think it was the Daily Mail.
0: Oh, that classic publication. We ba- <laughs> yeah. we use. Why well, we bag on them a lot, but they're so good for content for
1: us. They are because they write batshit stuff. So <laughs> yeah, thanks, Daily Mail. A quote when she was interviewed, she said, "Being accused of being a supporter of lockdown and thereby causing murders is pretty confronting." So I mean, that's like the conclusions that they're drawing. Like they're saying, "Well, Magna did this ad that says that we should obey the lockdown. Therefore, she's keeping us inside and killing us." That's a sane, rational conclusion. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. actually, when I went outside today to try and go and buy groceries, not only was Dan Andrews at the back gate, <laughs> Magnus and was there this time. They both stapled masks <laughs> to my cheeks again, and it was the weirdest shit. And as I was walking down the road, every time someone else tried to come out of the house, they just fucking turned up, like Goku instant transmissioning in front of you, and just, it's the weirdest shit, don't know how they're doing it, man, it's <laughs> fucked.
1: How are they everywhere it's all the cooked. time? I
0: bet you that little scared kitten I saw was telling them
1: actually a government spy exactly. hang on wait pixie are you a government spy
0: well wasn't one of the early joke theories that the oh the birds <laughs> yeah the whole lockdown was a hoax so that the government could change the batteries and all the birds
1: <laughs> i actually really love that conspiracy theory i would love it if it were true
0: why don't they just tell the birds to fly to a fucking faci- facility where Mind. we can't see inside and change the batteries it's, it's
1: stupid So anyway, continuing, from the accusations around supporting the Labour Party, controversy over accepting payment for the ad, apparently getting paid for work is controversial in these people's opinions, don't know why, anyway, she got paid $2,000 and donated it to charity anyway, but all of this, Pete Evans of course had to weigh in on the matter, because You know, he's qualified to to comment on this. When I wrote my notes, this is what I wrote. So you can tell I was feeling heated about Pete Evans. I said, you know, the professional chef that seems to think he's qualified to make posts on Instagram, like there's no pandemic" and then try to sell people a $15,000 cure to the pandemic he says isn't real. Yep. That one. That's a good
0: point. Yeah. Also, his 15000 thousand dollar cure was a fucking light bulb.
1: Yes, which he, um, I'm pretty sure got fined for selling.
0: Is that where Trump got the idea? Who said that first? Probably. Remember when Trump was like, "What well, if we put a light inside people's lungs and they drink fucking Windex?"
1: <laughs> Did he get that from Pete Evans? Maybe.
0: Pete, are you talking to Trump?
1: Yeah, Pete. Um, I'm pretty sure he got fined for selling that. Yeah, product. Well, it's it was a scam. Yeah, it's a scam. It's a complete scam. So in response to the series of ads the Victorian government put out that Magda was a part of, they also used other celebrities like, what's that guy's name from the project? Waleed a- Oh, God. Whatever his name is? I'm sorry. I don't watch the project. Uh, Waleed. Is it Ally or Ali?
0: Waleed Ali. I think. I, I don't know. I don't like him.
1: Anyway, that guy and Shane Jacobson. Do you know who that is? I have to admit, I did not know his name, but as soon as I seen him, I knew who he was.
0: What's his name? Shane.
1: Shane Jacobson. He's a comedian.
0: He kind of looks like a mashup of two people I know and the guy from Infowars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you looked at a picture, oh, you know who he is. Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, he's Kenny. Okay. Pete Heavens had this to say in response to those ads. The most offensive and disgraceful ads I have ever seen in television are circulating in Victoria currently, using a few well-known celebrities. It's so sad to see this type of brainwashing occurring to children and families in that state and have had enough of the lies. Enough is enough. Imagine if they actually wanted to help people get healthy. How would an ad like that look and sound? What? That is... Th- th- what? Th-
0: that is, yeah. And they do those other ads where they tell you to work out for 30 minutes a day. I know. In which it used to be an hour, but that wasn't working. So it was 30 minutes. And now they've redacted it as just fucking move, please, or you'll die. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... God,
0: I don't get it. Why would Slip Slop Slap work and then ever since then people are too fucking stupid to listen?
1: Because you get dickheads like Pete Evans saying, oh, it's a government conspiracy, don't listen to it. I, don't, I
0: really think if they came up with the Slip Slop Slap campaign today, it wouldn't work. People would be like, no, I'm not going to wear sunscreen, I'm not going to wear a shirt. <laughs> So Suns weird. natural. I'm gonna fucking let my ass. I actually look.
1: do think. Are that people that... still
0: doing that where like yeah, they like get are. naked and stretch sun their, their ass out yeah. and sun it, and put a raccoon in it?
1: There is a word for it, but I can't remember what it is. Stupidity.
0: <laughs> That's how you get ass cancer. You know that, right? <laughs> That's how you get that skin rim cancer.
1: <laughs> skin rim that sounds. I terrible. got that skim
0: rim cancer. The Elder Scrolls skim rim. <laughs> a RPG set in a fantasy world where you have ass cancer.
1: I'm just going to move on because I don't (laughs) want to talk about ass anymore. Um, So instead of backing up his opinions with facts or figures, he instead attempted to fat shame Magda, which I really feel like overall sums up...
0: Who was fat shaming Magda?
1: Pete Evans. Okay. I really do feel like that sums up how he fights all his fights. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not going to give you like the facts and the figures and like the scientific research or anything like that. He's just going to pull some really controversial opinion out of a bag... And hope that that covers up the fact that he doesn't know what he's talking about.
0: Like, what's what's the logic here? She's fat, so she must be lying,
1: right? Like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Anyway, Magda, I love her. She clapped back and she said, and of course, so i uh, uh, sorry. Bleh. And of course, much more alarming to me than anything these people say about my weight is that they don't believe COVID is real. <laughs> that poses a far greater risk to people's health than me being fat. Fat ain't contagious. I love her.
0: Hasn't she lost a lot of weight
1: anyway? Yeah, she's not as big as she used to be. Yeah. I know I'm just telling you a bunch of stuff about people online arguing with each other, but I think it's pretty pertinent to the state of, well, Victoria, at least right now, probably the world, that I kind of feel like if everyone just did the right thing everywhere, we probably wouldn't have to worry about COVID now. (sighs) But instead you have people online screaming about how it's all just a big government conspiracy and let people get it and whatever. Don't wear a mask, you'll be right.
0: Giving people freedom was a mistake. (laughs) Vote for me as emperor of the world.
1: I just, I think it's kind of crazy that it is 2020. We have the technology and the ability to do pretty much anything remotely. I mean, obviously there are not everything, but a lot of things. And yet we're still screaming about how we need to go out. Whereas if you'd just, you know, not gone out for a few months... Have you heard about the
0: Great Filter? No. Can't remember the name of it, there's paradox about how, like, even if life is super uncommon, given how it's occurred here, statistically, we should have encountered some other life by now. Like, we should have see signs of it kind of thing. And so one of the ideas proposed is there's this big filter that wipes out a civilization before it be- can become, like, spacefaring or, like, contact other nations. Oh, sorry, other planets.
1: I mean, that kind of makes sense to me.
0: Is this it? <laughs> Every other civilization that's come before now has invented Twitter and then...
1: And then just like...
0: Destroyed themselves <laughs> yeah. in online arguments.
1: I think this is so frustrating to me personally, because I've been inside since much. You left
0: the house twice this week.
1: To go where there were no other people. It's just not that hard. I get that there are other things like people losing their jobs and that kind of thing, and that obviously really sucks. But it could have been for such a shorter amount of time. And we all just fucking stayed inside. And instead, it's like six months later and we're still...
0: Yeah, I, I walked you know, into damn Movies after you know, the shops tonight. I was like, I looked at the counter as I walked in. I thought to myself, God, it seems like ages ago since I was standing there. And the checkout lady told me about the pharmacy next door being out of toilet paper.
1: Yeah, that feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Anyway, I don't <sighs> want to yell about that you. too much. But I can't help it sometimes. It just comes out of me.
0: I, I am having a hard urge to like i want to go on a pub crawl
1: i am starting to get to a point and i'm not the kind of person that usually goes out a lot anyway i just want to go do something yeah like it doesn't have to be like going to the pub or a restaurant or like something like that i just want to go somewhere and do something yeah and that's weird because i don't usually get those urges
0: <laughs> or, like see some people <laughs>
1: or something <laughs> am i gonna do that though no because it's not the right thing to do no Fortnite for now maybe
0: Things will be changing. Maybe. People seem to think at the end of these two last two weeks, it's just going to go straight back to open. If that is not going to happen. No, we're going to go back to like stage three. Two maybe.
1: I was going to say, it's three, probably going to be more like stage 3.5. Yeah. I, so. I hope
0: they open it up slower than they did last time. We'll see what really, happens. We'll see. Okay. Well, I think that brings us out of the bummer.
1: Oh no, my next story is a situation. bummer. I'm okay.
0: so sorry. Well, allow me to bring you up before we perish back into <laughs> the depths of 2020.
1: We're going to talk about a kitty. A kitty? A kitty. A kitty.
0: So this week I learned about a local Wellington, that's the capital of New Zealand, celebrity. His name's Mittens.
1: Mittens the kitten? He's not a kitten. I don't care, I'm going to call him a kitten anyway. No, I
0: think he was born in 2011, so...
1: You know, still a kitten to me. Okay.
0: So th- as I said, they're a cat. He's a sandy-coloured, long-haired Turkish Angora.
1: Ooh, He's pretty. A very
0: nice-looking cat. He's often seen in and around Wellington's inner city. Now, I've been to Wellington, but I would have been wearing nappies, and I don't... it's on my to-do list is actually to go visit wellington because i know i've been there but it's my nation's capital and i don't really know what it looks like i want to go see the beehive which is our parliament house
1: i want to go to new zealand
0: because it looks like a beehive and i'd love to go to the garage project brewery because that makes a sick ass fucking beer um and i'd probably like to go to whatever the national museum is and see that
1: i kind of hope that we end up living in new zealand one day yeah like maybe not like anytime soon Mm. but one day the distant future
0: I do know that when we took the ferry from Wellington into the South Island, apparently as a baby, I must have been a baby because I can talk, we're on the ferry, and apparently I shouted, "Mummy, mummy! I can see the whole world. (laughs) Sorry, my whole world. And some elderly ladies on the ferry chuckled at it. Oh, they thought you were adorable. (laughs) Anyway, we're not talking about me.
1: (laughs) We're talking about mittens.
0: As I said, often seen in and around Wellington's inner city, there's a Facebook group set up for him. Uh, it but... is private, though, so you need to join to see it.
1: Okay, that's okay.
0: Uh, I didn't join because I'm like, they're going to let me in. I'm not in Wellington. I don't know why. I just want to see pictures of mittens. But
1: Yeah, I want to see pictures of mittens. Oh, if you look at the uh, links when I send them to you to
0: put in the show notes.
1: I can have a look at mittens.
0: You can see mittens. Uh, so it's a group with, at the time of writing, 59,200 members.
1: People love mittens.
0: It's a really popular cat. The Facebook group is called The Wondrous Adventures of Mittens.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: And it's just people taking photos of Mittens when they see him in the city.
1: is Mittens a stray cat? We'll get to it. Okay. Uh,
0: And in May this year, he was actually on the New Zealander of the Year list. Oh. And he was awarded with a key to the city of Wellington by the mayor, uh, an honour which has also been given to some notable people such as Sir Peter Jackson, Sir Richard Taylor, who was actually the guy who founded Weta Workshop, Mm -hmm. and a cricketer that, I mean, I don't follow cricket, so I have no idea who this guy was or is. His name's Brendan McCullum. I don't know who that is. Kind of a big deal, actually, but it sounds a bit in Kiwi cricket. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, I I guess the best way to explain him to me would be is like saying he's kind of like the Richie McCaw of cricket in New Zealand, so.
1: I don't know who that is. That's based
0: on a real quick Google search, so if you're a massive cricket fan, don't come for my neck for that. (laughs) So, Mittens. He's also received international media attention beyond just this podcast. (laughs) He's featured in The Guardian, which of course is a British-based and Australian newspaper. He was even in the Taipei Times.
1: Oh, lots of people know about mittens.
0: So the mayor decided to award mittens with a key to the city after, sorry, decided to award mittens with a key to the city, and he dedicated it to Mittens, his floofiness, that is his official oh. title, <laughs> and in recognition of the happiness, laughter, and coolness he brings to the city.
1: Oh, mittens is cool.
0: So you can find him all over Wellington, it seems, including in several bars. He's been spotted in a strip club. <laughs> and one time he was just sitting outside of a dog groomer looking in.
1: I'm, I'm sorry, I'm googling pictures of Mittens. <laughs> oh my god, he is so cute! He's a very
0: nice looking cat.
1: He is so fluffy. Well, he's a
0: long and gora, what do you expect? Not poppy fluffy, but pretty mm, fluffy. He's so fluffy. I bet you he doesn't have dreadlocks.
1: No, he probably actually bathes himself, unlike our fluffy thing. She tries. <laughs> oh my god, he is so cute.
0: Okay, so you want to go to Wellington now to try and see Mittens? Yep. Alright, well, we'll put on the to-do list. <laughs> so... You asked if he was a stray. He's not. Oh. You might have noticed in those pictures he is wearing a collar. Yeah. So he and his owner, along with, apparently he's got a little brother called Latte. Not seen any images of him.
1: Oh, I've seen him in a bed with a white cat, so that must be Latte. That might be a Latte.
0: He stays home by the sounds of it.
1: Oh, he's not as adventurous as Mittens? No.
0: So they moved to Wellington, I think it was about 2017. And initially, he actually had issues with people trying to hand him into the RSPCA and stuff. Eventually, though, people have come to recognize and know who Mittens is and understand that he just likes to wander around the city.
1: Aren't his owners worried about him? He's an adventurous cat. I'd be worried every day.
0: Well, there is one place Mittens is not allowed to go.
1: Oh, where is he not allowed to go?
0: And guards are actually stationed there on high alert for Mittens. (laughs) He cannot enter this location. It is a matter of national security and safety. Okay. Where do you think this place might be? I have no idea. It's actually the Wellington COVID-19 Isolation Hotel.
1: Oh. Mittens just wants to go and greet people, though. (laughs) Because
0: the fear is he could come into contact with someone carrying the disease, and then he's going to spread it all across the city. So one hotel guard has reported that Mittens made three attempts (laughs) to break into the hotel in one day. He really wants to get in.
1: Well, you've told him he's not allowed to now, so he wants it even more. He's got
0: all of Wellington to walk around, and he was like, gotta get in this fucking hotel.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get Mittens. Quote
0: from the guard, Mittens is not allowed into the facility. We've got to try and get him out if he gets in. It was the first time for me seeing Mittens yesterday, and he was here three times.
1: (laughs) What I'm imagining is, like, guards at this hotel, a cat walks up, and then they pick it up and turn it around. (laughs) What else are they gonna do?
0: Mittens can't come in here, buddy. (laughs) His owner is a Silvio Brunsma. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, He actually works for Deloitte. Now I've got an old high school friend who works at Deloitte. Okay. So it's quite likely that our Mittens number is as opposed to your Kevin Bacon number. (laughs) So you'd have Silvio, someone he knows at Deloitte, Australia, then my old schoolmate. So what's that? That would be us would be number four Four. then? Four, yeah. We're four degrees removed from (laughs) ends. Everyone else listening to this podcast right now, you're five, okay? (laughs) All right, that's your Mittens number. Oh um. So his dad is worried that Mittens could become a carrier of the disease. Not that he's wandering around the city. Right, okay. So he, Mittens had actually been kept inside during Wellington's stage three and four lockdowns. So he was under house arrest along with so the rest of the population. So Mittens was
1: also on lockdown.
0: He was, uh, which he didn't seem to appreciate.
1: Well, I can understand if he's allowed out every day to wander around. It's to get stuck not, inside for yeah, a month or two. I'm yeah. not impressed. Uh,
0: he did escape a few times during quarantine. <laughs> Quote from his father, on the few occasions that he did escape, I have some little children who were his compasses, shall we say. <laughs> he often came back quite quickly, just because he's such a social animal and loves seeing people. When if there were people on the street, you know, there weren't people from... So, hang on, what was he saying here? He's such a social animal and loves seeing people. When if they're... I don't think they're quoting very well here.
1: Yeah, it sounds like they've butchered it.
0: Mm. Basically, he's saying Mittens wanted to go find people because he likes being with people. Right. He exactly. went outside... Aaron's locked down at home, so he's just come back home. <laughs> like, there's no one outside, what the fuck?
1: Okay, I'm going home.
0: Yeah. Um, they did speak to a few people discussing, like, you know, would you pat mittens if you saw them now? And it sounds like most people would still pat mittens.
1: I would still a pat A couple
0: mittens. of people were like, oh, I don't know, maybe it's a bit risky at the moment because of potential COVID.
1: You just pat mittens and then wash your hands.
0: <laughs> they asked the health minister to speak out about it, uh, but he had no comment about Mittens trying to break into the facility at all at this stage. And um, the general consensus is during stage two lockdowns, it is perfectly acceptable to pat Mittens without risking a national disaster.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, it's just funny that that's an actual conversation that had to be had. Yes,
0: actually, let me just quickly bring up the article. I'll read you the final line because it's pretty funny. So I actually used two articles for this, but the one that inspired me was called Wellington Cat Mittens Butts Up Against COVID Security, (laughs) written by Charlotte Cook. I think we went to primary school with a girl and his uncle, Charlotte Cook. Anyway, uh, and that was from Radio NZ. Okay. But the final line here was, while Wellington is in a light level two, it is okay to pat mittens without catastrophic consequences.
1: Oh, I like it.
0: (laughs) So if you wrote that catastrophic and that was an intentional pun, Charlotte, good work, but also, ugh.
1: (laughs) No, good work. Good work.
0: (laughs) But yeah, there we go. The local (laughs) celebrity wandering cat of Wellington, Mittens. I love it. I would like to go see him.
1: Same. Maybe one day.
0: I used to live in Auckland, though, so I wonder if you used to wander around in Auckland. Wellington is a lot smaller of a city, though. Like, yeah. Auckland is our biggest city. Wellington's our capital. Like Auckland's the only city with over a million people. I think Wellington's only got, like, maybe 400,000. Not even that. Wellington. Wellington. Wellington's only got 212,000 people living in it. so you kiwi. What? <laughs> you gotta wear Wellingtons when you're in Wellington, because it fucking rains sideways. <laughs> Talks about umbrellas that should go down to your ankles.
1: Someone needs to create that.
0: I hate umbrellas.
1: They always just seem so useless. I think I'd just rather get wet.
0: For me, it's that the little spokes are at my eye level when everyone else carries them. It's terrifying. <laughs> so I think an umbrella that, yeah, goes down to the ankles would probably f- fix my issues with them.
1: Okay. Well, after that wholesome story, I'm about to bring you right right back down. This episode is a rollercoaster of emotions. I'm going to talk to you about Courtney Heron. I don't know who that is. I think you do. You just maybe don't remember the name. Okay. I was actually going to put this story off. I was going to sort of wait until people forgot about it again. But then I listened to a podcast and it was an interview with her father. And I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't put it off. I just need to, need to cover it. So I want you to cast your mind back to May 2019. The world was really a different place back then, but horrible things were still happening. Okay, May 2019, yep. So, on Friday, May 24th, 2019, Courtney Heron was brutally killed in Royal Park in Melbourne by a man she had met that day.
0: Okay, yep. You
1: remember who that is now?
0: Maybe. The problem is, there's a few girls who match that description in Melbourne.
1: (sighs) That's unfortunate. I'm actually going to talk about that, briefly. Um, Was she
0: a comedian? No. Okay, she wasn't the comedian one. She
1: wasn't the comedian. She was the one who was homeless. So was yeah.
0: he. Yeah, that's right. So were I, I remember, really close to that park.
1: Yeah, I remember when it happened because we were sitting there like thinking, geez, that's like down the road. So yeah, pretty close Also, by we'd so. just moved to
0: Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh.
1: Yeah. Courtney Heron was having issues with drugs and mental health at the time and as a result didn't have a fixed address. She'd been sleeping on friends' couches and sometimes sleeping in the same park that... She was killed in. I did read in one article that she had been in the public housing system before as well, but didn't really go into detail as to why she wasn't still in it. Okay. Um. So I'm not too sure what happened there. The night that she died, she met the man who killed her after he asked for a lighter or a cigarette. I'm not sure which one. They just started talking. She bought him dinner and then invited him to a party that her friends were having. Now, at the party, they both did ice together and then they left... To go back to the park.
0: Fucking ice, man. I, just, I don't get it. I really, I'm, I've been talking about this before, so I'm going to do it. But I don't get it. I don't get people who take these fucked up drugs that they do weird shit.
1: I mean, I, I don't really understand the appeal of drugs at all personally, but that's just me. I understand that other people can use them responsibly and that's fine, but other people can't. And I guess that's the same for alcohol or anything else that's addictive, right?
0: Can you really use ice responsibly?
1: Maybe not ice. I feel like I don't know enough about it to really give a qualified opinion on that, but I'm sure people do, because I'm sure someone would be sitting here screaming if they heard this and screaming, well, I use it as a, as a recreational drug and it's fine.
0: Yeah, and they're probably also sitting there scratching their own eyelids out at the <laughs> same time, and they're not actually listening to this podcast, they can just somehow hear it.
1: Back last year when this happened, it brought up a bunch of social and gender issues, because people were really quick to blame Courtney for her death. And that is wild to me, how you can victim blame a dead girl. People were quick to judge her because she had spent time with her killer before it happened, even though she didn't know him, which, what are you, meant to, like, think that everyone's a murderer? And to not talk to people? For I feel like an hour that's, that's far I'm
0: sorry, I get the distinct impression you're going to murder me, so <laughs> I'll be leaving now.
1: That makes no sense to me. How can you blame someone for talking to a person they didn't know was going to murder them?
0: Conversely, you could be like, how could you kill that girl? You just spent hours talking to her.
1: Exactly. Like, it, you can look at either he side. He was in the
0: same scenario. The only difference is that he was a dude, and he murdered yeah. her.
1: So, that was one. that was one thing. A lot of them blamed her, basically, because she was homeless that that somehow made it okay, which I also don't understand. I think it was a bit of like, oh, drug addict, homeless girl, of course she got murdered. What the fuck is wrong with people that you can think that that's a justifiable reason for someone to die?
0: What's that argument I've heard where someone says, oh, but if we didn't have the Bible, what would stop you, like, from murdering and killing people? It's like, because it's-
1: Being not a shit person? It's wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. But, I mean, the other side was that people blamed her for basically being a woman. That, you know, people questioned what was Life she wearing. Life to not
0: be murdered. Have a penis.
1: Apparently. Personally, I think all of those excuses are rubbish and bullshit, but guess people think in different ways. But uh, in the 12 months prior, four different women had been brutally murdered in public places by men who didn't know them or barely knew them. And one of them was the comedian that you were talking about. So it was clearly an issue at the time in Melbourne that these things kept happening.
0: There was another one. I don't know if we spoke about it on the podcast before or not. I feel like we've discussed it though, where she stepped off the tra- off a tram, and the guy killed her, and she was like on the phone to her sister.
1: Oh yeah, she was an immigrant. I want to say
0: she's there like she was like a student. Yeah. Uh, International student, and she was on the phone to her family getting off a tram, and she was murdered while on the phone to like a little sister.
1: Yeah, like it was, it was really. I don't really know if there's any explanation for that that it all happened because it all happened quite close together.
0: Mm, There was about four or five of them.
1: Yeah, it was. It was clearly an issue at the time in Melbourne. Dan Andrews had this to say in May last year. This is a terrible tragedy. This is not about the way women behave. This is not about where women are at what hour. This is most likely about the behavior of men. Honestly, it makes me like him even more. (laughs) That he seems to, seems to get it. The reason this has come up again in the media is because more details about what what actually happened to Courtney have come out because the sentencing hearing was this month. Do you want to have a guess at what the sentence was?
0: Oh, he probably slapped on the wrist and set out with a bag of ice and said well as
1: You're not totally wrong. Um, he was found not guilty due to mental impairment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this gets... Yeah, anyway. The man who killed her was named Henry Hammond. He was 25, and I'm going to insert a trigger warning here, maybe skip past a couple of minutes if you don't want to hear about the way that he murdered her, because it's not great. I'll give you a second... He beat her with a large tree branch for over an hour. Fucking hell. So it was not a one and done. He really really went for it for an hour, for over an hour. I read I read 50 minutes somewhere either way it was not a short period of time. It was not a couple of whacks over the head and then he covered it up. It went on for Sometime. The reason that he killed her was because he believed that she was a spirit who wanted to hurt him. A witness described the way he was hitting her as though he was going hell for leather, which I don't quite understand that saying, to be honest, but I know what it means. It means he was really fucking going for it. Okay, must have been an older witness. He then tried to conceal her body with branches and left the scene. So there was a witness who saw it happen? Yes, and that's how they know how long it went on for. Okay, why didn't the police... I... Honestly, don't understand this part because that witness was mentioned in every article I read. So why did it take till the next morning for people walking their dog to find her? Did he not come forward until after?
0: Like, okay, you don't want to approach the crazy man with a stick beating a woman. I get that. But still
1: call the cops. Right? Yeah.
0: I'll just sit here and- count the seconds
1: so i'm not too sure what happened where that witness actually came from or when they came forward maybe they thought that he wasn't killing someone maybe they thought he was doing something else i i don't know
0: i guess maybe yeah they couldn't see the body they just thought there's some drug dude yeah. even so i would probably still call the police if i saw a guy clearly on drugs beating the ground for an hour yeah, um... There's this crazy nut job in
1: the park and he's beaten... I don't know. I don't want to say that, you know, there's anything against the witness because I don't know the backstory there. Yeah. But yeah, I don't have any explanation for that. So the psychiatrist told the court, I think he truly felt that he was under threat. And if he didn't do what he did, then he was going to come to very serious or fatal harm. He felt like he had to destroy her. And I have issues with that last sentence... Why would you say it like that? Especially in a court where I assume her family is probably sitting, listening to, like, the psychiatrist's justification for him doing that. Why would you use that language? I'm sorry, I got really worked up when I read that. Mm. I just, I don't understand. But anyway, that's, that's a justification. They're, they're saying that he had, you know, a schizophrenic episode. They're saying that they think that he might be autistic uh, and possibly have ADHD and... The combination of those being untreated was part of the reason that he did kill her. I never really quite know how to respond to those kind of things, because I think that there are plenty of people probably out there in the world with those issues that are not murdering people. John Heron, Courtney's father, is a defense attorney, and obviously doesn't agree with this ruling at all.
0: Yeah. I assume he wasn't allowed to.
1: Well, no, of course not. <laughs> not the
0: defense, because... Yeah. Conflict of interest or something, but... Yeah, no, definitely not.
1: In the interview I heard with him this week, which was an episode of the Quickie, which was released on the 24th of August. Um, if you want to go and listen to it, I highly recommend it. He is so, so passionate about it, but also very articulate, if that makes sense. Like, you can tell that he's very angry and, like, personally offended that this is the way things have gone, but also extremely articulate in the way that the law should have worked, but hasn't.
0: Well, it's his job, right?
1: I, I think that like the interview gave me a better understanding of the ruling and and like what comes next kind of thing that I don't think I would have got from reading an article. So I highly recommend it if you want to um, listen to it. It's only like 20 minutes long. It wasn't, it's not a very long uh, podcast. After listening to that interview, I realized that just because Henry has been found not guilty due to mental illness doesn't mean that he'll be ordered to treatment for the long term. So I think a couple of weeks ago, we talked about another case that was kind of similar to this, where they were sentenced to life in a mental health facility. Yes.
0: After he attacked that random woman in South Australia?
1: Yes. That is not the case in this one. Cool.
0: I gotta say, Courtney doesn't look like your typical ice addict, so... I would not ever said she was nice. Actually, she just had issues with drugs and was homeless. So
1: yeah, I'm not sure that she was because she looked uh, she looked pretty healthy to me.
0: He, however, desperately needs a shave.
1: I think. Okay, I, I'm going to like. I don't usually talk about gender stuff because well, I don't really consider myself a feminist, but in this case. <laughs> They keep showing, like, photos of him in news articles now. Mm. When it first happened, they were showing the ones of him homeless with, like, a massive overgrown beard and hair and stuff looking really unkempt. But now in articles, they're putting him, like, clean-shaven with a haircut looking very nice and respectable. I just, yeah, really drives me crazy. Just, like, media bias just because basically he's a man and he's from a well-off family. His dad's a banker, just for reference. Anyway, (laughs) sorry, side note. But so yeah, he he won't. He's not ordered to treatment like long term. In fact, if two doctors agree that he's responded well to treatment, he could be released at any time. Okay,
0: so he got a flight because his dad's rich.
1: Probably, but we can't really I, say I'd that. Say
0: something behind the scenes has happened.
1: But yeah, so basically, if they think that his treatment is working, he can be set back out onto the street.
0: Cool, I can't wait. For five years down the line, will we get to talk about the next person he's murdered?
1: I, I mean, like I. <sighs> I don't get the justice system with a lot of these things. But this yeah. one just seems so wrong.
0: I feel like so often now it comes down to, horrible thing happens, person just says, oh, I was insane. Okay, you can go. I mean, That's I don't what, think it it's, is that easy. It's what it seems like to me, though, on the outside, not knowing much about the person. It always just seems like, well, I plead insanity. Oh, okay then.
1: They did say that he had been displaying symptoms of schizophrenia since 2017. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a basis for... I'm
0: not saying he's making it up. This guy was clearly... Like, he's got yeah. problems. I mean, but I don't think
1: a I, I just feel like it seems it. like
0: a fucking get-out-of-jail-free card.
1: I'm not sure that that's always the case, If I get a parking you...
0: fine tomorrow, I might as well just call up the council and be like, oh, it's okay, I've got ADHD.
1: Bye. I don't understand how that is an excuse either. Like, why does that make... It' okay for people to kill people yeah,
0: that's or hurt saying. them it's or not whatever. Fucking right, and then that he just gets to walk off.
1: I mean, I agree. I don't think. I don't think it is. Like I, I what think you're a saying, lot of it but... happens
0: because what we used to do with these people and it was horrible. We'd <laughs> lock them up. That is horrible. And like basically torture them and shit. Yeah, really awful. So now we've gone a complete one eighty, and it's like, oh, we better not do anything to them. We'll just let them be. It's okay, and that is also wrong because now it's not harming them Well, it's still harming them. But it's also endangering a lot of other people. It's fucking wrong. All right. I'm sorry. These people need to be in a fucking facility. And it irks me that they're not. I agree. I don't want them going into ones where they're going to get bloody electrocuted and lobotomized and shit because that's fucked up. No, that's fucked. But you can't let these fucking people be on the street. It's fucking wrong. And it's like, it's just endangering the public for no good reason.
1: I think you can't go around presuming that people with certain no. um, disorders or illnesses or whatever are going to automatically murder people. Exactly. But when you get cases like this where it's it's happened, it's clear that he has killed a woman for no real good reason, like it wasn't self-defense, nothing had happened, he just decided to beat her over the head with a fucking stick. Maybe then <laughs> we should be looking at, you know, long-term facilities. Like, I don't think it's right to set them back out where nothing has really changed. Mm. I just think that there's no real good answer because mental health is not an exact science. No, it's like we can predict that these people but are going to bet do
0: you it. If he wasn't white and he didn't have a rich family, he'd be in prison.
1: I mean, we can't say that for sure, but probably based on history. <laughs> but yeah, I got a quote from John about his fight to get justice for his daughter. He said, "For a year, all the OPP, which I have learned is the Office of Public Prose." persecutions, has done to me is sell me the thing about mental impairment. And when I objected to it, well, you know, I tried to reason with it. And I said, I'm just objectively looking at this. My daughter was the subject of one of the most brutal killings in Victoria. So the OPP's response to that was that he did not know the nature or quality of the conduct and did not know that the conduct was wrong. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Are they saying that it's not wrong because he had a schizophrenic snap at the time?
0: Yeah, it's like, he still did it. Yeah, you know? I mean that's
1: that's the basic thing. It's it's not that we're arguing did he do it or not. He he did it.
0: Even if he didn't know what he was doing at the time, what's to stop it happening again, especially if you're just gonna fucking let him back out there.
1: Well I guess they're gonna argue that the treatment is gonna be the solution. It's not gonna fucking work. I mean it might for a time. It might not. Like do you know, like you can't you can't predict these things and I guess that's the that's where you get stuck.
0: So it spends the twelve months or so. In you know, a medical facility somewhere and then he gets to go on with his life?
1: Possibly, possibly, but possibly not also. There is the chance that he won't ever respond well to treatment and he'll stay in there forever. But there's also the chance that he might. Respond well to treatment and therefore get released, which I don't understand. Obviously, John doesn't accept the ruling found and is fighting for it as long as he can. He's basically been speaking to every media outlet there is. I've seen so many stories with him over the past few weeks. And, you know, also he's a criminal attorney. will make it, I don't want to say easier for him, but at least he'll know what to do yeah. to get it appealed. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah, and I do, I really highly recommend listening to that episode, The Quickie, if you're at all interested in what he had to say. I got a greater understanding of what actually happened than I did from what I read. So, yeah, I just want to talk about it because I do remember at the time when she died, people were saying, well, why is she homeless? Why was she in the park that late? All that stuff. Why does it matter? Yeah. Does that mean that if you're a woman who's out late, you deserve to get hurt somehow?
0: That's what some men believe.
1: (sighs) That's fucked hmm yeah i think the whole thing's fucked so i'm sorry about that hopefully you have something to bring us back up though you don't look confident <laughs> but i have a
0: hard act to follow feels a bit wrong to go for such a mood swing no we
1: should we don't want to leave people here
0: yeah you know, i've made it no secret to you or anyone else in my life that i enjoy a good shower beer
1: oh god like
0: <laughs> you know like, it's two of the best things <laughs> together in one you know it's a- i will
1: say as a person who lives with cj he does take long showers Yep.
0: Like, I have a fantasy of, like, building a house where the whole fucking ceiling is a shower and I just, like, live in a shower. (laughs) I don't know how my stuff's gonna work. This is also right up there with a trampoline house. So somehow I'm gonna have a house where it's always hot water pouring from the ceiling, no matter where you go. And all the floors are trampolines.
1: (laughs) This sounds like an accident waiting to happen.
0: If I fall over, I'll just bounce back up. We'll be fine. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. You can't get hurt in a trampoline house. I'm
1: not living in this house. It sounds terrible. Trampoline house.
0: Trampoline shower house with beer. (laughs) Yes, hot showers, ice cold beer. If you've never had a shower beer and you like beer, I really recommend it.
1: I hate beer and I don't like showers. You want
0: to go in with like, I wouldn't say do it with a stout or or anything really heavy. Go in with something like a nice summer beer. It's great. (laughs)
1: Sounds terrible. Well,
0: <laughs> today we're talking about Alberta, Canada's best shower beer of 2019.
1: Hang on, wait. This isn't in Australia or New Zealand no. or Papua New Guinea.
0: No, but it relates to New Zealand, specifically Maori language. Okay. So that's why I'm... I, it got called out in New Zealand.
1: Oh, so we're really stretching. We're really
0: stretching the definition <laughs> here today, but it's fun, trust me. So it was brewed by a brewery called Hell's Basement. Nice. I had looked through their products. I've never tried them. They are a Canadian-based brewery, um, so I wasn't too surprised that I'd never seen any of their products here in Australia. And they brew a New Zealand hopped pale ale. Okay. Which I assume the New Zealand the hops are from New Zealand. I didn't really look into it too much. Really nice can design, actually. Okay. Um, it's got a nice like silver fern on it. Doesn't look too dissimilar from my tattoo, actually. I really actually like the cans. I kind of want one.
1: Okay. <laughs> can you get them imported? I don't know. Okay.
0: <laughs> it looks though. Um So they've come out of fire. though. So there is this beer two years ago. It's been out in the market for a while, and uh, they named it huihuu huihuu. How it's pronounced though. I, I will so be honest. It, I've never been... heard this word pronounced before in Maori. So forgive my pronunciation there. But it's h u i u h u i ruhu Huru is how I would say it.
1: So it it was meant to be in Maori.
0: Yeah, they took because it's a New Zealand themed beer. Right. So they took a Maori name for it. Okay, I can understand the reasoning behind that. They believed it meant feather.
1: Okay. What does it really mean?
0: (laughs) They're technically not wrong. I'll give them that. If you look up the word, yes, you can find it being defined as feather. Mm -hmm. The thing about language, though, and especially direct translation, almost never works.
1: Okay, so context matters in this situation?
0: Yeah. Words and their meanings not only change over time, but yes, context of how you're saying it. Different languages say their sentences in vastly different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, all these things can go wrong when you're translating and you don't actually have someone who speaks the language.
1: You would have thought that, like, how hard would it be to contact someone who knows Maori?
0: In Canada? Probably quite difficult. But, you know, the internet Um, exists. I was going to
1: say, we're we're in 2020. Technological advancements will allow you to talk to someone on the other side of the world. But they
0: were probably just like,
1: Google Translate. Yeah, well, that's a bad idea. It's free. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So... Before I tell you what hoodoo actually means, if there's anyone in listening who speaks Māori or it's from New Zealand, they're probably having a giggle. So, no big examples of corporations and companies getting it horribly wrong in translation include the. When Coca Cola first got marketed in China, it was sometimes translated as bite the wax tadpole.
1: Ew. That sounds horrible.
0: Ford marketed the Pinto in Brazil as the Pinto because that's what the car was called. Yeah. Unfortunately for them in Brazil, Pinto is a slang term meaning tiny male genitals.
1: <laughs>
0: so if you drive a Ford Pinto, I don't know what that looks like. I can't imagine it's a big car. Then I like Pinto. <laughs> but at KFC in China, their famous slogan of "finger looking good" translated out as "eat your fingers off," <laughs> which I mean I love technically it. still works. <laughs> And now defunct airline Braniff International had a slogan of fly in leather because they had leather chairs. Ah, they translated it into Spanish as fly naked. (laughs)
1: not something you want to be encouraging. (laughs) Fly naked. So I I, I
0: guess these are a little bit better because it's, you're not taking a word from another culture and adapting it into yours. Mm -hmm. These are people taking their English and translating it wrongly into a different language. So maybe not as bad as this situation where they've just plucked out a word from another culture and said, yeah, that means feather. Right, okay. I have to state they're technically not wrong. I understand how they made the mistake. But also it's not very hard to find out what else it means because I did it (laughs) myself. I was like, how hard is that to find out? I googled it, third result down. <laughs> Maori TV personality, and I will admit I've never heard of this guy, but I haven't lived in New Zealand in 20-odd years. Okay. Uh, te Hamua Nikora.
1: hmm
0: He recently pointed out in a Facebook video that the current common interpretation of hoodoo hoodoo is pubic hair.
1: Oh, no. That is not something you want in a beer.
0: <laughs> he also called out a New Zealand leather shop, so a store in New Zealand with a product also called hoodoo hoodoo. <laughs> Okay, Canada can maybe get a bit of a pass. You're in New Zealand. <laughs> you should know. Yeah. Or be able to find yeah. someone very easily who can tell you that you're calling your product pubic hair. <laughs> so Hell's Basement has come out and apologized. Said they will rebrand the product. Uh, but at the time of writing on August 30th, you can still buy a six-pack of Hoodoo Hoodoo Beer. <laughs> sorry, Hoodoo Hoodoo Beer on their website for 12 38 Canadian. <laughs> Which is only twelve eighty two Australian, so they mustn't have very high taxes on their alcohol in Canada.
1: No. We're just used to living in Australia where alcohol is taxed very heavily.
0: Mm, I'm used to paying even, like, cheap six-packs aren't that cheap here. Um, they won't <laughs> ship it to Australia. So if you do live in Canada and you want to send me a present, <laughs> please get me a hoodoo hoodoo beer before they rebrand it. <laughs>
1: It's a collector's item now.
0: I kind of want it. Tehamoa was kind of like, you know, use your own fucking words. Don't take words from our culture and stuff like that. Fair enough, I suppose. Or at least if you're going to do it, pay a fucking translator. Don't yeah. just Don't just Google it. That's the story. <laughs> if you're in Canada. I do actually know two people in Canada. I'm tempted to ask if they could send me some. I don't know how hard it would be to ship a six pack of beer from Canada to here.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Because the beers are expensive. Beer gets imported all the time. The
0: shipping could be a problem. Yeah.
1: I'll
0: probably get taxed on as well, the Australian government. Oh, of course, because we love some taxes. I want to try the pubic hair beer.
1: <laughs> Not a sentence I thought I heard you hear you say tonight.
0: There's a pub in Wellington. Oh, maybe I should do this as an actual story. You know what? Look forward to that next week.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, our last story for this evening is another thing. Well, it's related to another thing that you really, really love. Coffee. Yes, coffee. Yeah. I knew. I knew you'd know what I was talking.
0: I about. just like liquids in my mouth. <laughs> That's a statement. (laughs) 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 But no, I will try. (laughs) You put a drink in front of me, I will try it. The weirder the better.
1: Why why have you turned real Kiwi?
0: I don't know. Help me. (laughs) But don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think I should preface this story with saying that it happened a year ago. Like, it was recently its year anniversary. So it was in August 2019 and definitely pre-COVID. Just keep that in mind as I'm telling the story. Because I feel like now if I told it without saying that, you'd be like... (gasps) Not social distancing. Oh, oh you my know, You'd be clutching your pearls and writing angrily. But no, it was a...
0: <laughs> it was Can a you Euro clutch gra- your pearls?
1: Wouldn't the mask be in the way? No, your pearls It. What? You're not holding your pearls in your mouth.
0: Sorry, my mask covers my neck, so...
1: Oh. <laughs> this story all starts with a tweet from a man named Fraser Harvey. I'll quote it for you. The Café near Work doesn't have a loyalty program, so I made one for them. Okay. Along with the tweet is a photo, and it's a photo of him, and above it it says, Customer of the Week 2019. <laughs> and he gave it to the cafe to put on the wall, and they did. <laughs> cool.
0: Where is this cafe?
1: It is in the Melbourne CBD. What's it called? Um, I can't remember the name of it. I'm so sorry. God damn it. Um, but, but I can tell you later if you want to go there someday.
0: <laughs> uh- <laughs> I also want to know if I already been there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So the next time he returned to the cafe, he, he found that he had been one-upped. Oh. By someone else. For
0: the employee of the year.
1: Someone had put a framed photo of themselves with text under it saying, Custer of the the Week every week. (laughs) Oh. I love this story because it's so stupid. (laughs) Fraser wasn't going to be outdone. He returned to the cafe with his own much larger framed photo with the text, Custer of the Week 2019 onwards. (laughs) Presented for outstanding purchasing of coffee in this store. (laughs) However, the feud didn't end there. The next time he was grabbing a coffee, the other person had projected her photo on the wall in the cafe.
0: <laughs> so she's projecting her photo on the wall. Yeah, and the coffee shop's like, yeah, all right.
1: Yeah, the coffee shop is going along with all of this, by the way. They are okay. very That's like letting the feud happen. It's it
0: funny. <laughs> um, all right, so it's Sensory Lab was the yeah cafe. Okay.
1: Um. <laughs> So, yeah, he walks in, he sees a massive projected photo of her on the wall in the cafe.
0: I love his picture that he first put up because his eyes are closed. Yeah, it's it's not a
1: good photo of him. I think that was deliberate. (laughs) Obviously, I'm going to post a link to the Twitter thread that this story originally came from.
0: Oh, I haven't been to them, but they look
1: good. It was Fraser's local, like, near work. Okay. So he went there multiple times a day every day. Yep. Um, Fraser thought... He had won. He had finally won the battle when the cafe finally put in place a coffee loyalty program with cards that had his face on them.
0: <laughs> Do you stamp his face out?
1: <laughs> no, it was just like on the side of the card. Okay. Staff even got t-shirts printed up with his photo and number one customer, Fraser, on it. <laughs> <laughs> However, not long after, his rival unveiled her ultimate final move. She got a permanent tattoo of one of the cafe's coffee cups.
0: Ooh. When That's recently... dedication. Sorry? That's some dedication.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so when he was recently asked if he went one up beyond the tattoo, he said, Christ, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I mean, you... where do you go from there? You name your kid after it. Oh, my God. This is God. my child's
0: sensory lab.
1: <laughs> I guess he's still got time there. They
0: do fuzzy cat mugs.
1: Oh, that does sound good. Even though I don't drink coffee.
0: But you can buy them, so you could just have the
1: mug. But yeah, I just thought that was a really silly story. And I feel like we need it to end this episode. (laughs) I will also include his Twitter because he like did a thread recently on the one year anniversary talking about it. It looks
0: like his current handle is at condiment words.
1: Yes. So definitely check that out. He's
0: already got
1: um, three people I know already follow him. Probably as a result of the story I just told. (laughs) I like (laughs) that. That was it. That was my story. I just thought it was silly and was funny and it was good. Well, it's 10 o'clock, but I mean. This is the latest w- we've recorded in a long time. I don't have work
0: tomorrow and neither do you. Neither do well, technically I. Technically, I have work tomorrow because so i got to air the podcast, but you're <laughs> having a three-day weekend.
1: For the first time in a long time. <laughs>
0: forever. I guess I'll uh, yeah. ones are out. Yeah. Not much to say
1: efficient let's go let's do it
0: so if you'd like to submit stories to us that you us to cover the podcast or give us some feedback at all anything really you can email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com that's fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com as always you can follow us on twitter at fuckmedeadpod to keep up to date when new episodes are released and more all this information and more will also be provided on our website or in the show notes the website is fuckmedeadpodcast.com and has a list of ways in which you can listen to us as well as from the website directly i'd love to know if anyone's actually ever bothered to do that
1: I could probably look at it in the stats, but I don't know if I'm going to bother.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine that's how most people listen to their podcasts. No. Even if they do weird. run it off their computer at home, they're probably running it through a different platform. Probably. But, you know. there's an option if you don't want it. It's there if you it. need it. Maybe yeah. Spotify and all that other shit's blocked um, your work. Yeah. Yeah. Computers... Although I have a
1: feeling that, like, your work is probably going to block the word fuck in the title of a website, but whatever.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. We've failed you. <laughs>
1: I mean, uh, probably not, to be honest. Uh, you know what? Check. Find out. Find out. Let <laughs> See us know. you get a call from IT. <laughs>
0: send us an email about it, letting us know what happened. Could be a fun story for the podcast.
1: It could be, yeah.
0: And as always, subscribe if you have the time, and please leave us a review on the platform you listen on, provided it lets you leave reviews, which I think only Apple does. Only Apple does it. <sighs> and I don't use Apple Podcasts. Me either. So.
1: But it does help us if you feel so inclined.
0: Yeah. And as always, please tell your friends
1: yeah we're bad at marketing, so but you must be telling your friends because
0: we've had some weird spikes in viewership recently that we um, aren't sure why
1: look, but we're not we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we're not complaining, uh, but yeah, it's been a few days where we've had crazy numbers, so thank you if if you're you know yeah. listening and telling your friends because yeah, yeah, we're already over like near like over half our last milestone, so jeez, okay. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's a lot quicker than I thought it would happen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's kind of crazy, so thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, we were, we've were. we officially been recognized by Buzzsprout, who we host our podcast through. Yeah. As uh, being in their top...
1: 25%, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, we're in the top 25% listen to podcasts on their platform. Which, which is nuts. It's nuts, because our numbers aren't that amazing. No. <laughs> um. I think that I th- says more about how many...
1: Podcasts there are out there that
0: don't get off the ground or don't have a lot of listens happening. Yeah. But also at the same time, hell yeah, top 25%.
1: <laughs> yeah, We did bitch. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm still just grateful that someone listens. <laughs> and yeah, totally grateful that many of you come back. Yes. So thanks. If you mean, have any really friends
0: in South America, we still haven't had anyone listen to it on that continent, and it's driving me insane. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I should just go on Fiverr, find a South American person, pay them five bucks to listen to our podcast, just so I can tick it off.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh,
0: put it on Airtasker.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Airtasker, Ecuador.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, I think we should wrap it up. This episode has probably been too long already.
0: And I already said I'm going to slack off on the editing tomorrow, so that sounds like a fun Tuesday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, yeah, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll be back at the same time next week. Goodbye. Bye.